Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. I am super excited today. I am here with my good friend, colleague, so much, uh, Gary Smith. Gary, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You you, you bet. So Gary and I are here in Marina Del Rey, actually in person. A lot of times I do these over uh, conference calls, so we get to be in person today. And uh, gosh, Gary and I have been friends for I, a long time. 14 years? Maybe. 15? 14 maybe. or 15 years? Yeah. 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 Starting out back in SharePoint days back in Seattle. So, and you were running a company back then. Yeah, Echo Technology. It was a SharePoint company, an ISV that we spun off. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. I even had an office. I know. You had those cool offices. Down in. Pike Street? Yeah, Pike Street. Yeah, 520 yeah. Pike. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. so I, uh, Gary and I met during those SharePoint days doing events, and then uh, he was a client for a while. That's right. <laughs> and then gone off and um, done other things, and we both ended up in Los Angeles at the same time, uh, which is pretty awesome, and actually live in the same apartment building. So <laughs> In the same building? In the same building. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's so crazy. So, um, And Gary has a new offering um, that he's working on, and I wanted to have him on to talk about that because it's super cool. So will you talk about Reveal It? Sure. So actually, when I sold Echo Technology in 2014... Yep. Uh, it was a mildly successful exit, which was great. I certainly had the privilege of being able to take a sabbatical and go home and, and remodel, which was, and then I found during that process, this is the sort of why I started to reveal it. Uh, I found these beautiful pendant lights in House of Cards and they were the ones right there in Frank and Claire's kitchen. And it was, I was really frustrated. I thought, well, why can't I shop for these? Why can't I search for them? Why can't I share them with my wife so she will give them the tick of approval and I'm allowed right. to have them in the house? Yeah. And, and I thought, this is just nuts. I mean, I, people are pumping ads to me of stuff I don't want, but the thing I want's right there. I can see it. Right. Why can't I do it? And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, what if there was a way that, you know, that everything that you see inside video, you could be chop it, you could search it, and you could be social with it, and you could buy it right there. And, and, and I went off and formed Reveal It. And that's what Reveal It does. So we make anything that you see inside a video shoppable. So searchable and shoppable video with the technology that you put together. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like to call it shoppable. I mean, the easier thing to think about is shoppable video. But, uh-huh. you know, if you think about what people do on the path to shopping these days, there's you know, some solid research around that most people spend, they'll watch two or three videos. They'll mm-hmm. watch an unboxing. They'll look at, you know, right. what their friends are saying in their social network. Mm-hmm. So shopping, you know, is becoming very self-directed. Um, and, and, and viewers like it that way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They like to do their own research. They yeah. like to do, they check in with their social network. They share stuff out. They get approval. Um, so, you know, the whole idea of shoppable video, you know, you've got to facilitate that process. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, with, as far as video is concerned, it's, it's very distracting to have ads popping at you all the time of things that you don't want. Right. And, you know, and broadcast video is pretty dumb. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't do any of that stuff unless you've got Reveal It. Right. And with Reveal It, <laughs> you can do it all there in frame. Yeah. Right. Um, so 
people's attention spans, Heather, are so fractured. Yeah, you know, they don't have time for this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at what viewers are uh, are doing, they're installing ad forty billion dollars of ads are blocked every year. You know, there's a hundred million new subscriptions of Netflix this year. Yeah, those numbers. I saw those numbers too. Those are crazy. And you said forty billion. Forty billion. B. Wow. B. Wow. Eight billion of ad fraud. Right. Like, like viewers are. Fifty percent of people of millennials have abandoned appointment TV. So there's like a clear message there right. from viewers: please respect us. Mm-hmm. We would like to be respected. Don't interrupt us with things that we're not interested in. So, right. you know, the whole idea is that uh, you know, and people think it's just about ads. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ads are more the symptom. The cause is that people want to be self-directed. Right. All their other forms of media are self-directed, you know, they can, yeah. they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Or you can opt out, right? So as a marketer sending email messages, you know, somebody can unsubscribe. Right. You've got all those laws around can't spam. Right. But yeah, you're right. Like what gets into our eyeballs <laughs> isn't necessarily, you know what I mean, policed in that way. Or, right. yeah, you can probably, with remarketing too, you can, I mean, it's amazing. You look something up on a search engine and then all of a sudden, or or on Instagram and you like tag it or you know do something or sit on it for a minute and then right. all of a sudden it shows up everywhere so you know you got to be careful what you're searching for I guess but right. <laughs> you know but that's kind of well that is that is spooky but mm-hmm. I consider that incrementally better than being yeah. like uh, you know it's still annoying and spooky yeah, yeah, yeah it can yeah, be yeah, annoying yeah. and spooky if you're not interested in that ad do it you know sometimes you say stuff in a house and you wonder if Alexa's listening and, <laughs> and then it because it pops up on your like your web search right. it's kind of spooky right yep absolutely but you know I don't know what's worse that or having uh, broadcast ads thrust down your throat like yeah. at the beginning in the middle and the end of something that you're truly not interested in so mm-hmm. right I don't know what the lesser of two evils are yeah you know? um, I mean the way that Reveal It does it, we don't do with either of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's completely zero interruption. You do not get interrupted whatsoever mm-hmm. with any ad. You've got to stop, pause, like what you see and interact. Right. You know? So if you see Jennifer Anderson's sweater or the fridge, fridge and Friends, you can pause. You can get a... a you can... Uh, yeah, I'll keep tapping my wood. Sorry. <laughs> I'm too passionate about Reveal It and video. He's like, he's like <laughs> tapping on the butcher block. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> You can you can just get that information in frame right there, yeah. you know, and then you can get an educational like you could say if you see a set of knives or wine, you can look at Wikipedia links for that. You mm-hmm. know, you can watch a research video about uh, how to you know maintain your car if you see a car, like or yeah. how to do a certain thing. Or right. so that's what Reveal It does, and that's it's so cool. It's it's yeah, it's exciting. Totally, it is the future of video. I I strongly believe video is headed that way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I do too. You know. I want to hear it, so I want to jump backwards, because mm. um, Reveal It's super cool, and that's what you're doing like now, today. Mm. Let's go back, and um, how did you get started in technology, IT, entrepreneurism, and all that stuff? Because this is, you've had quite a number of startups. I have. Um, yeah. I'll, yeah, I, I have a business degree with a major in uh, computing, so it was... I'm, uh, okay. I'm a little on the older side compared to most entrepreneurs I'm swanning around with these days. But mm-hmm. back when I did that, it was kind of a bit weird mm-hmm. as a combo. So, and I where, the, where was that from? The University of Technology in Sydney. That's right. Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. I, as you can probably tell, Gary has got a great dialect. So I thank you. <laughs> I did that uh, degree. Uh, the last couple of years of that, I just started it full-time, but the last couple of years I... 
So I, I went out and I worked for a job for a couple of years before I went back to university. I thought, oh, I've got to get a degree, you know, like I can't do these jobs. Like I really need to go and finish my education. So I went back to university full time for a couple of years. And in the last year, you know, the full last year of my bachelor's degree, I went to work for Microsoft and I did it part time. So did I know that? Oh my goodness! No, no, I don't think you did know that. Uh-uh. Well, well, I might have mentioned it, but such yeah, a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So in Microsoft Australia, I I worked there and I was an Excel support technician. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, like answering fifty to hundred calls a day about how do I do a sum? Yeah, how do I do this macro? How do I do a pivot table? Well, I thought it was going to be super super simple like that, but you know, then there's people doing all this imaginative stuff and all yeah. this programming and all these right. finance experts. It actually sure. could get quite complex quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So that sort of you know that that floated my boat in terms of well, I, I was doing a business degree with a major in computing right. and. And then, like, while I was at Microsoft, I became, I think, the first certified DOS person in the world or something like that. One, one of the first. Wow. Certainly in the first three months. Okay. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> and then I became certified in Windows. Then I became a certified teacher of developers. So I taught people how to develop in Visual Basic. I taught myself oh. how to develop, and then I passed that exam. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're on the phone call taking 50 to, phone, taking 50 to 100 phone calls a day, and you're helping people out with these complex... Uh, um, algorithms in a spreadsheet you get mm-hmm. offers to do consulting all the time sure. well you oh, sound yeah, really yeah. knowledgeable Mr. Smith you want to come and help me right so then I eventually left Microsoft and started mm-hmm. my own consulting practice and I became okay. a Microsoft certified partner right. in Sydney and just started you know those relationships from being on the phone then I started teaching developers mm-hmm. if you teach developers they've all got projects in their companies yeah and, right right and that's uh, and then we started this uh, consulting practice called LivePoint Sydney that was specialised in SharePoint and mm. uh, in the in the uh, in the finance area with banks. Wow! Uh, we became a go-to partner. We're a gold partner. I don't even know if that still exists mm-hmm. today. Does yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know I got we built the consulting practice up and to be I don't know it might be thirty or forty fee and it was a pretty good practice. Mm-hmm. But but consulting is hard work. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> feast or famine, and it's yep. a, it's people management. And mm-hmm. uh, I always so I spun a hobby company off. You know, I, I see the thing with 50 grand, which I think I, I, I forced my aunt to give me, you know. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and my like business part at the time was like horrified because we were doing pretty well in consulting. It was just before the financial crisis. And I said, our clients were in finance. In banking. Right, 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 right. And, uh, you know, I spun this thing off and I sold the first two copies of my product, Echo for SharePoint, to uh, the U.S. Army in Fallujah and Booz Allen Hamilton. Wow. With my first two clients. Okay. So, okay, well, yeah. gee, okay, well, and I said to my business partner, see? <laughs> see, told you. Yeah, that's so funny. And then I kind of took that hobby company and came over to here to live in the US around, mm-hmm. you know, started investigating around 2005, 2006, yep. mm-hmm. and then came here on a visa. Right. Uh, and um, lived in Seattle for nearly five years yep. five and a half years mm-hmm. uh, with that company yeah. so that's my that's, and then I've never the only time I've had a job like I think I was 21 or something when I worked for Microsoft I'm 51 now mm-hmm. uh, soon 52 the only time I've taken a job is when I got bored out and I had to be handcuffed to that company for two years so right. in that time it's the only time I've I've always worked for myself yep always and yeah. um, I'm kind of like tortured by ideas that's why <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes wonder why I do it. <laughs> no, I know. Well, it's, I mean, I think the autonomy is so great, right? 
Yeah, you know? running your own race. Mm-hmm. I like yes. running my own race. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I mean, we we Gary and I talk about all of this a lot. We talk a lot about business and and running a business and and technology and bounce things off each other a lot. And uh, I it's I love your brain on that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. cool. To Thank like, you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it is. It There's is. a saying, I think, you know, it's, it might be a cliche now, but, you know, the, the best day, uh, you know, the worst day working for yourself is equal to the best day working for someone else. Mm, that's know? a good quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty true, actually, for yeah. me anyway. I found it. I mean, I, I really love my former CEO. Him and I are still friends and he's on our advisory board, but it was right. rough and tough. And I, I mean, yeah. we didn't like each other, like, when we, but we, we became friends in the end. But, it, you know, working for someone else when you've worked for yourself mm-hmm. uh, the whole of your life is difficult, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, people have asked me, like, would you go and do that again? And, I mean, I, I have my hands in two companies, you know, my own with Creative Maven and then with Content Panda. And it's, you know, I mean, never say never. But um, it is an interesting premise of, like, you know, because people are always like, you can never go back to Microsoft. And I'm like, oh, maybe, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe. You know? Well, people that don't work for themselves don't kind of understand it they just have a little bit of a different risk profile yeah that's probably true you know i have people say to me well aren't you afraid of running out of money and i go well sometimes mm-hmm. uh yeah especially running a startup where all we do is spend money and we don't earn any right yeah completely um but then i think the of you know my there's a, a passage in the in the bible there's a biblical passage about no one the birds don't know where they're getting their food today they seem to eat <laughs> you know i think of that <laughs> Yeah. Yes. That's a good, I've never heard that. Yeah. I mean, I don't do the passage justice yeah, whatsoever. Well, but okay, but there is a very you know, and I think about that when I'm I'm stressed about where's my money going to come from and where's my food going to come from, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm blessed with a big family, and you know, I often say to them, look, I'm I'm headed for the men's hostel any day soon, <laughs> any any day now if I don't like continue to yeah. raise and yeah. get this company off the ground, and they right. and. It's nice to know that you've got a little bit of family behind you. That helps a little. Absolutely. You know, you've got a bolt, bolt hole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it yeah, won't yeah. be the Ben's Hostel. I joke about that. But, yeah, yeah. And I think about the birds. I kind of have these kind of like mental things that st- stop me being fearful. You know? Yeah. I think that's an, uh, an, an amazing visual if you think about it. You know, really visualize that. About the birds? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No one, they don't, there's no plan for them. They don't have, no one's employing them. Right. Right. <laughs> Nobody's, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, like they get up every I moved night. out of my house and I stopped putting stuff in the hummingbird feeder because I moved. Like, I hope the next person <laughs> did it. Like, I feel, I feel guilty about that all the time. I actually do. Do I, you? I think about those hummingbirds that I left because we moved and I'm like, I hope somebody's feeding them. Well, you know? I'll send you the package so you can get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, you know, I do think, you know, speaking of, you know, having a hustle and that kind of thing, I, I do think that, you know, we all are, oh gosh, you know, I, I, some people are really good at saving. Some people are really good at like, you know, retirement and right. all of those things. And I do think that, you know, unfortunately, most people are not really good at that stuff and that we are probably two to three paychecks away from really being in serious trouble. I have before, you right. know, I, I recall not so long ago having 37 cents in my bank account. Right. Somebody decided, a client decided uh, not to pay me. Um, hang on, I, you know, hang on. Like, did you say paychecks? You lucky, lucky bastard. You well, get, you get paychecks? No, but like, you know, <laughs> I haven't gotten a paycheck and I don't even know. I mean, right, right. Yes. No, I mean, I get, I get paid for the work I do, but not, you know, a W-2, really, so... Yeah, you know, but, my mum my said, oh, I didn't get a pay rise uh, uh, recently. I said, I haven't got... I haven't issued an invoice for two years. 
<laughs> it's frightening. <laughs> it is frightening. You know the way, it's... like running a startup. This this time I did it differently. You know. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super. It's when you think if you actually take time to think about it, mm-hmm. I'm like a professional beggar. I'm like the guys begging on Venice. I just smell better, mm. right? Oh, <laughs> I'm really you professionally. My job is professionally begging for money, right? Right. And uh, and if I don't do a good job begging, then all the people that I've got on board in the company, all the people that are working in the company, mm. all the you the let develop, them down. Well, they don't get paid, and they don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. it's. Yeah, which is a lot of the problem with when you t- are working with startups, you know, and you're helping them, you know, sometimes like you're like, oh, I'll do it for whatever and this and maybe partial this and other than that. And then, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't always come through on that kind of stuff. Right. And you're left having done a lot of work without getting paid for it. Or well, whatever, you know? that's I mean, yeah, I mean, it depends on the type of startup. Totally. You know? A lot yeah, of yeah. these startups, I mean, I'm going to startup events at the moment because I am out raising, but. And, you know, I raised the first round in mm-hmm. friends and family, which was yeah. pretty easy because I had an exit. Yep. But now I'm at the next level and I'm out at these startup events. And a lot of these people, they've got these startups. They're bootstrapped with nothing but free work from friends. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, I, we did it a little differently. But mm-hmm. yeah. we raised some money and, you know, to date managed to pay out most of our bills. But, yeah. but you know, these people are doing it on shoestring budgets and on the smell of an oily rag. and. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So, you know, yeah. if they've got to try and get someone to come and work for them, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to get the right people necessarily, you know, until they get money. Yeah. You know, it's just all donations Absolutely. of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. hiring is interesting too. And, you know, I keep my business pretty lean as far as that goes and have. It's ebbed and flowed over the years, you know, but I feel like for me, I keep it really kind of lean as far as employees and stuff right now. I didn't really want that mm. um, for the business, but... It is interesting when you're bringing people on, you know, how much can you, you know, afford? What's your cash flow like? And all of those things that I think sometimes people don't, people are like, I'm just going to start a business. And it's like, okay, it's not just, you know, putting up a website. (laughs) I have seen this. I've seen this a lot. And I tried to help people when I can. Like I've helped a couple of people. I've seen this a lot in the like 20 somethings. Mm -hmm. They get together, they like each other very quickly, they form a company, inverted commas, which means that they don't form a company, they get a business, a website with a name, mm. there's no legal advice, there's no contractual advice. Mm. I've seen this happen multiple times over the last three or four years in particular. Right. There's such a, um, I don't know if it's a gloss about being an entrepreneur and running your own company at oh, the moment. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a unicorn. And right. That. I mean, yeah. you know, I call them entrepreneurs. Uh, <laughs> like a one-hit wonder? Well, entrepreneurs. They'd oh. like to be an entrepreneur, oh, but they don't really know how to do it. Yeah, And yeah. they get together and they start working together mm-hmm. um, without any agreement about who's putting what. And all of a sudden, they're putting their hand in their pocket and they're paying expenses for this entity that doesn't really exist. It's just a website. Right. Mm-hmm. They're very focused on getting the, the logo right and the name right yeah. and the website out there. And then they start working and no one agrees who's paying for anything. Right. But they're out there like presenting themselves as a company mm. and it just all turns to tears pretty quickly you know yeah. as soon as someone pays too much at the event that they organized out of their credit card they're trying to get it back out of the other two people yep the business breaks down in about a heartbeat and they suddenly realize that they haven't thought about it so that's kind of an interesting i see this a lot now you mm. know and and even the thing that you mentioned of people doing a lot of free work sometimes those people don't realize they're working for free right you know they've been engaged yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it's all, yeah. and that comes after the fact, mm-hmm. you know, that can sour a relationship, an important relationship, very quickly. Yeah, 
And um, so I've seen a, a fair, I mean, you know, I did a lot of travel, particularly in the blockchain space, which is lots of young people developing. Mm-hmm. I saw these companies form and storm rapidly and dis- dissipate just yeah. as rapidly. You know? Yeah. It's fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, I, anyone, anytime anyone asks me, I'd say, no, you, you guys should talk about what the reason for this company is. Like, why are you creating it? And like, who's paying for what, when and where and how and why? Yeah. And I know it's all ugly and uncomfortable, but it's way better than getting lawyers like six months from now. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, those things tend to, mm-hmm. it all comes out at some point anyway. You know what I mean? It's like somebody gets, and it comes down to money, you know, money and time when you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I right. need to, I I'm need, paying for that. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I need to pay for my stuff. You know, like all of that too. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's um, you know, startup world is fascinating. I, I mean, yeah. I think it's really exciting uh, when I go to these pitch events and I see some of these companies that are sort of. Uh, I really like being around entrepreneurs. That's one thing I will say. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. I like risk takers. I like yep. people that put it on the line. Um, they're mm-hmm. exciting to me. Yeah. Um, I like enterprising people. I like new ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going to these events and hearing these pitches is yeah. is, is it's it, it, it's boy it, it makes me feel buoyant anyway when I see that. I don't know why I like that. I just do. I guess yeah. I'm like that. They're my profile. Yeah, completely. Are you doing most of the pitch events here in Los Angeles, or are you going all over the place? So I um, as I said, I raised the first amount of money, which is we raised a million and a half dollars in uh, our first seed round. Uh, over the last year and a bit, mm. and but now uh, we're going to go and we're going to get strategic money. So, ah. you know, I've started pitching to funds. Okay. And so you asked, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in kind of pitch training right now. So I'm a bit nerdy. So my pitch was like super nerdy, and I showed it to you, and you yes. said, what, "What does this mean?" <laughs> yeah. You were right. <laughs> you know, like what worked for the, my first round is certainly not working out in the valley and in the, at these pitch events. So I've, I've been a bit of a learning, uh, um, in a bit of a learning phase over the last five or six weeks. I've cool. been going to what I call, you know, pitch training events, small events that don't cost much, right. uh, you know, where entrepreneurs are pitching against each other to sort of oh, be cool. voted as the best pitch. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I have uh, been doing that both in Los Angeles and Silicon Valley. And I'm... I'm mm. And I've been getting my deck from 30 pages down to, you know, what is considered a Silicon Valley deck, which is 12 to 14 pages yeah. and quite formulaic about how they do it. And right. Yep. It's been very hard for someone like me that's nerdy and thinks that more information is better. Right, right, right. And uh, so it's yeah. taken me quite a while to do that. But so I feel like I've been in pitch training for now for about five weeks and I've got my my first kind of uh, um pitch to a fund coming up this next week Get so, out of town. That's so yeah what i would okay. consider a more you know it's more official or yeah like really it's 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 game on now pre-season's okay. over yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we'll see how we go rehearsal is over yeah it's well uh, for opening night yeah so. i mean refining your elevator pitch and, and yeah. you know getting all that stuff right mm-hmm. uh is as you know, it's taken me five or six weeks of going to these events to work out what I was doing wrong and why and what mm-hmm. uh, and how to position it and what yeah. what these funds require to give you money. So right. I haven't got any checks from them yet. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm about to go out and try. So oh. that's kind of exciting and nerve wracking at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely both. But that's, you know, I love it that you are like, this is a learning thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like you never, I don't think anybody ever stops learning and none of us have all the answers. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I people are like, how do you? And I'm like, I just say yes to a lot of things. And I also am curious. I think that's you and I share some curiosity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Of that if I don't know something, one, I'll say it because I don't care about being, you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, there's, Absolutely. you can go learn. There's so, the YouTube, whatever, there's so many things. We're just talking to people and going to a pitch event. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, I have a couple of these pitch events uh, kind of like Survivor. They vote you off the island. You don't necessarily <laughs> get to the last round, right? Really? I oh, mean, wow. that uh, that pretty clearly sends a pretty clear message yeah, yeah, to yeah. you that you screwed it up, right? Right, right. And, you know, I took my EA uh, to one of these events recently. She goes, oh, how do you feel, Gary? Are you okay? I said, look. You know what? Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, this is pitch training. I'd rather make the mistake here than later yeah, on. Sure. And uh, the only failure is a failure to learn. So yeah. let's... Right. And she says, right. So I'll come over because she's my EA and she's like, keeps me in line. She <laughs> said, right, I'm coming over tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to type the pitch out that you did today. And then you're going to take what the uh, investor said that you didn't do. And you're going to put it in there and I'm going to record it. And I'm going to type it again. <laughs> um, so she was fantastic she's hired I mean that's awesome yeah I've met her she's great that's, yeah. that's super cool so just sort yeah. of taking what you yeah very rapidly taking what I uh, mm-hmm. I'm not doing and, and, and I'm kind of in that kind of loop yeah of, you know I'm, I'm happy to admit uh, I don't have all the answers and no one does you know right. sometimes these investors ask me a question and I don't have the answers I, I, mm-hmm. sometimes I say I don't know what do you think yeah no I know <laughs> answering a question with a question is awesome so <laughs> Well, it throws them off. <laughs> well, totally, yeah. I mean, too. <laughs> I feel that way about technology as well. And and when I'm, you know, there's certain things. I'm like, I don't know everything about Microsoft technologies. I don't, mm, you right. know. But I don't claim to or profess that, you know. And right. I find that everybody is so awesome in the tech community in that way. You know, there's a little bit of a like, oh, you don't know or blah, blah, blah. You know, but I just, I kind of hate that. And I... Those people are my friends. <laughs> what, what do you <laughs> mean? That, that know it all? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Or don't want to give up the information? No, well, well, they know it all. Or, or it's it becomes like a like a like I'm cooler than and smarter than you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's a little bit of that, and that that tends to be sometimes a little bit of the male thing right. with guys. You know, right. it's like it. I'm a smarter tech person than you kind of thing. Right. And, and I, don't get me wrong. I'm competitive and I totally like people who are ambitious and wicked smart and right. all of that. But I just also like, I find that kind of stuff kind of boring. The best people are the people that share information. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of fascinating about where I am now because particularly people in that tech people are much more, I think, uh, likely to do that. Mm-hmm. And particularly the Microsoft community are very much like that, given mm-hmm. they have a strong partnering culture Yeah, right. that I haven't seen necessarily in other tech uh, companies. But, you know, here in LA now, and, and my business requires me to work with creatives and start to work with creatives, they're another whole kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. They can be very protective about who oh, they oh, know and what oh, they yeah, know, yeah, yeah. much more than the tech people. Yeah. And I, so I, you know, dealing, one of the great challenges of, of running Reveal it compared to, say, working with just technical mm-hmm. people is right. that you've got this different culture you know? yeah I and, agree. And, ha- and trying to understand them and make sure you communicate with them mm-hmm. and it's a, so that's kind of like an interesting challenge you know they don't give up as much information yeah well and i feel like with there's so many agencies and it's such big money you know what i mean like ideas are gold right, right. and if you come up with the next like just do it or right. whatever you know and you've said that out loud into the world mm. or to somebody mm. like you know, mm. good ideas are all over the place. It's just about who plucks them down and actually makes them happen. Yeah, there's, they're a lot right? more protective about them here. You know, I've got 105 yeah. people have signed my NDA in the last two, three years. 
Wow. The only one that sent it to their attorney, or, or the only two people that sent it to their attorney, uh-huh. are Hollywood people. Really? And with changes. Wow. Huh. So. <laughs> wow, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, I like, I, I'm enjoying dipping into Los Angeles. It's very different than what you and I, like, in, we, we both lived in Seattle. Right. You know, and sort of... It's super different. Yeah. It's, it's like really another different. planet. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, 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 totally. In a good way. But yeah. it, at first, it's kind of like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. But after a while, I mean, LA grows on you, and, and I love it now. Yeah, I do too. I really like it. I, I'm a big fan as well. And we do, but, you know, we live in Marina Del Rey, so we live close to the beach, can walk a lot of the places and all of that, but I it, still think you, you still complain about the not having a really good coffee shop close. I do. That's why I have this <laughs> thing behind I you. I know. Gary just made me the most delicious latte ever, so... You know, he always does. You make good coffee. Yeah, that's one thing. That, oh, yeah, Aussies are a little bit snooty about that. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Not hate. I don't. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I like. I think I the flat white has become a big favorite of mine too, mm-hmm. which I didn't quite understand what that was at first. I was like, "Isn't it a latte?" Oh, oh no, 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 it's not a latte. <laughs> was like, okay, fine, whatever. Well, yeah, Australians <laughs> and their coffee. <laughs> Australians though I mean everywhere I go I think people are very coffee I don't know Australians for sure though I yeah. think but but it's also hard in LA even like you know even if there was a great coffee shop here and there are there are a couple of great ones up on Abbot Kinney but that by the time you get to your basement and get in your car oh yeah I mean there's a 40 minute round trip right, right. minimum yeah 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 <laughs> and those places are always banging busy too you right know? so it's just kind of ridiculous yeah so mm. uh yeah yeah it's fun so uh, one last question. Mm. Um, what kind of, you know, you talked a little bit about the, the beginnings of um, your career. Is there something that you can pinpoint that really, kind of aside from what you've already said, like sparked you to kind of go forth on on this journey? You know, like something, like there is there a moment in time when you're like, yes! And mm. it could be about, you know, whatever business or reveal it or... You know? I think the exciting thing for me is seeing people use my product and seeing, mm. you know, I'm, I told you earlier in this discussion that I'm tortured by ideas. Like <laughs> my roommate complains that I have very long showers and that's because I've just in, when I'm in the shower, I'm thinking, thinking, thinking ideas, ideas, ideas. And I think what I, you know, and this probably goes back to the two sales that we made for you know like to know that you something there's an idea in the shower one day someone's using on the other side of the world yeah i mean that's kind of what does it for me Mm -hmm. i mean you know there are different reasons motivators you talk about uh why people start businesses they you know i like to think that they do it either for love money glory or uh you know they're the main motivators yeah love money power glory i mean Mm -hmm. I guess I'm a bit of a power guy because I said I like running my own race. So yeah. that's that's a motivator for me. But sure. in terms of the creative, I'm cre- I'm a bit creative for a nerd and I'm nerdy for a creative. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think the, the enjoyment I get is knowing that people uh, are using something that I dreamt up in the shower one day. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a power motive as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a presentation right there and an interesting uh, kind of nugget for your pitch. <laughs> I mean, I love that. And yeah. look, you know, the current the current project, 
I believe we can change the world. I, I yeah. believe we can change how people are consuming video. Mm-hmm. And I s- strongly believe that's where it's headed. Right. So participating in what I know is going to happen and, yeah. and uh, is really exciting me right now. Yeah. Knowing we can make a change and knowing that's where it's headed and, and, yeah. and, and attempting to execute that. Mm-hmm. Even the att- I mean, just the process of attempting, the journey of attempting it, it's, it's yeah. stimulating. It's draining, but it's stimulating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, and I don't know. I'm just wired like that. I love doing that. I love implementing ideas and I have a high risk threshold. So, you know, that's, I'm just, that's genetic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I'm not going to do it, who else is going to do it? (laughs) People with high thresholds need to do this stuff. It's kind of like, I agree with you. I I agree. I say a lot. It's like my job on this earth is to X, Y, Z, you know, like when you sort of start thinking about like, okay, what's my purpose. Right. right? And like, you just talked about that, you know, it's about dreaming up ideas in the shower and putting them forth and and implementing them them. and implementing them in the world. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I think that's something that I can do better than other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm the best at it at all, but I, you know, that's kind of like what I like doing and what I'm capable of doing. So that's what I need to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, people, I mean, people that work with me and know me and in my family, I mean, they start hyperventilating when they think of what I'm doing. So obviously their risk profile <laughs> is different, is very different. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, this would never yeah. be for them, but their life would never be for me. Yeah, you know? and absolutely. And so that's, that's yeah, that, that's what does it for me. Yeah, I can dig it. I know what you mean about the product. And I think our first couple of sales with Content Panda, it was the same thing. And like a couple of them are like, I'm like... I can't talk about it, but like there's a, you know, airline or pharmaceutical or whatever that yeah. I'm like, oh, I, can, I, I can, you know, I can't believe it. Like, that's amazing. You know, and it's, it is that, that it gets you right in the gut and gets you super excited. Yeah. Cause you know, you made a difference, you know, yeah. people, uh, you know, they either save time or money or mm-hmm. they got enjoyment from what you did. Yeah. They got something from what you delivered to them. Yeah. And it's not even just to them about writing you a check for it. It's like, well, they wrote me a check for it because they they perceived the value was higher than the money. That's awesome. I actually right. made that. I yeah. I added value. Yeah, absolutely. And it, to me, it equates like so when you were talking about being creative as well. Is that you know like that's like the ultimate thing for an artist or an actor or you know being on stage or presenting or whatever. You know, it's like it's it's different. It's a different form of that same feeling, but. You know, that you create something that somebody enjoys or it moves them or it helps them totally, or whatever. So it's totally, it's, totally. It's like, so to me, entrepreneurs and people who create stuff, they're on the same bucket. You know, you may, it might be ones and zeros or it might be oil paint on a canvas. I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Creating something. That, you know? res- that resonates with me because, you know, like I'm the worst Pictionary player ever. Pictionary? Yeah. Have you ever played Pictionary? <laughs> yes, yes. If I had the draw to save my life, I'd just order my last meal immediately. Like, I wouldn't even bother, right? <laughs> I, yeah, Fair enough. Okay. So, I'm, I'm creative, but like, you know, I yeah, can't draw. Yeah. I can't, right. I'm the worst singer. I do sing, of course, but I can't sing. In the shower? I sing in the, I, I sing in the shower. I sing all the time everywhere, particularly if I've had a few glasses of wine. Right. But I'm terrible at it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can't paint. I can't draw. Right. I'm an okay writer, but I'm very slow at it. Like, I'm... It's... But I can create software. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that is a very... It's a creative outlet for me. Absolutely. For someone that has no creative skills elsewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think we should end on that because okay. that's super cool. So. All right. 
Thank um, you. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, I hope it was interesting for your audience. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, it's super interesting. Okay. is awesome. So, um, Gary, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Everyone, uh, this has been another episode of the Maybe to Do It Better podcast. You can find us on all the usual places, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on our RSS feed, and the Maybe to Do It Better website. And uh, here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.